0: This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.
1: Hey everybody, Um, thank you for joining us today on um, the brand new Lonnie Malone show. Uh, We have our first guest and she will be introducing herself today. We're going to be a little different today. We're going to get the the candidate or the host or the co-host or the guest to do most of the talking because it's one great conversation when that person is natural, funny, great personality and today we have that in In this particular interview, so I'm looking forward to look at the shoes, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be airing out the shoes, too, (laughs) on these different things. So make sure you got your favorite kicks on. Um, Introduce yourself, please.
2: I am Laquita Monique Hall, Wright. And what are we doing here today? Today we're going to get to know the real Laquita, not the Laquita you see at Family Court. Not the Lakita you see in court taking care of cases. You're just going to you're going to get to know Kita.
1: So you're a candidate. Yes. And you're running for something.
2: Yes. I am running for Jefferson County Family Court place three. That's in the Birmingham division. So tell us
3: a little bit about what the family court, because I think. For a lot of us, we don't understand what family court actually does. We think it's just you get our children, and as men, you make us pay child support.
2: Now, family court is a very diverse court. Family court does a multitude of things, whether it's establishing paternity, establishing child support. Um, until December, we did protection from abuse cases, those PFAs. We do juvenile delinquency, juvenile dependency. Truancy cases where when you don't send your kids to school, you come to family court. We do, you know, vascals as well. So we do a multitude um, criminal non-support. Those are the adult cases. Emancipations. Uh, we do have jurisdiction to do some adoptions. Uh, a, a Matter, non-consent, abortion issues. We handle a multitude of things. So it's not just child support or bad kids, per se. We do a whole lot of things behind some school board review, whereas you, your child been expelled and you feel like, hey, the school didn't do their due diligence. You come file it with us.
3: So currently, what do you do in family court?
2: Currently, I am the chief court clerk for both the Birmingham and Bessemer divisions. I actually supervise approximately 22 employees between both divisions and I split my time between both. But I primarily spend the majority of my time in Birmingham because Birmingham handles 76% of the volume that occurs between Jefferson County family court cases. So Birmingham is where you have your biggest issues. Bessemer gets more of a little snapshot.
1: So before we go, let's go further. i like to find out the person. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to know the candidate because we're going to see you at these events. We're going to see mm-hmm. you doing interviews. But let's go back to who are you? Let let's you can do childhood, you can do yesterday. Let's let's find out more about you. Let's see personality. That's what I like to know
2: about. I I like to consider myself that quintessential girl next door. You're around the way home girl. I played with the boys. I ran track. I played softball. I climbed gates. <laughs> You climb gates. I, I still have the scar across my stomach to prove it <laughs> right now, running behind my brother and his friends. I could have easily walked around, but I decided I wanted to climb the gate and got hung. So I mean, that is the Lakita you see. I'm the one that likes to sit on the front porch and watch people watch. Yeah. I am just your everyday individual. So what do you do for fun? Literally, I, I people watch. <laughs> you can you can tell a lot about people. I am an introvert with extrovert tendencies. Mm. Say that again, mm-hmm. I like it. I am an introvert with extrovert tendencies.
3: Now for the for the peanut gallery, what does that mean?
2: I really can keep myself company and enjoy me, but I don't mind going out into crowds, but when I'm in a crowd, I'm one of those that I can sink into the background and because you're so comfortable with me, you forget mm. I'm there. So you have a tendency to be yourself. And when I say people watch, that's how I get to know who an individual truly is. Because when you're not paying attention to me, you're truly being yourself.
3: So you mentioned being an athlete. Yes. And, you know, they said athletes don't ever retire. We just get old. That's true. So tell us a little bit about that. Give us a fun fact about your athletic accomplishments.
2: I was all American cheerleader in high school. I cheered in college. This, I played softball through Really some high school. I didn't play in college. I was recruited briefly by North Alabama for softball. Um but literally cheering paid my way at Birmingham Southern until I decided, hey, I wanna graduate. <laughs> so I cheered my I believe my freshman and sophomore year, and then I said, I'm tired.
1: So family wise, are you married? Are you single kids, no
2: kids? I am married with a blended family. I am the proud mom of four, technically. One adult, three teenagers. Like I said, blended. Yeah.
1: Uh as I that's, like to, that's the average American family. As I like
2: to call them twenty seven. Yeah, he's twenty seven. I think he's twenty seven. My oldest is 27, 28. Um, we have 15-year-old. And then, as I like to call them, the two twins, the two 13-year-olds. Wow. Yes.
1: Wow. So what do they think about mom? <sighs> is it boys,
2: girls? What, what is it? Three boys, one girl. Oh, oh man. Okay. Don't, yeah, don't it, worry it, about
3: that question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Three,
2: three boys, one girl. Three
3: boys, one girl, and the girl is but, four.
2: But they're all, it's those babies but they're all spoiled in their own right. Like, I grew up.
1: Uh Uh-uh, what do they think about you?
2: (laughs) You know, it's... I'll
3: give it to you easier. What do they think about mom and what she's doing? Because we know campaigns take away from family and home life.
2: Honestly, they don't... It's like they don't care. It's kind of like, oh, you running for judge? Oh, okay. And I guess because... I asked for this. The kids didn't, didn't ask for it. I try to keep them, you know, out the mix as much as possible. You might see us out or you might see us at a parade or something and they're there. But I try to keep them out of pictures and things like that.
1: So, so I yeah. ask that question because mm-hmm. are you the fun parent? Or are you the disciplined parent? Because oh. the judge has to be both in a way sometimes.
2: <laughs> wow. Hmm. Honestly, me and my husband we're so much alike. Oh. And he tells me all the time I need to lighten up. But we are the male-female version of each other. We're both no nonsense. But the kids know how far. They go, I'm I'm the one that's I'm more tuned to I'm get someone to sit down. Whereas he's more of the disciplinarian. But but you you get it. it's it's that balance. That balance. They yeah. know, hey, when y'all y'all do y'all just don't you know ballers don't tap the house don't fight each other, you know don't get in trouble. That type like. But Are
1: y'all born in the same month?
2: Being your husband? No, I'm actually Aries. He's a Cancer, which is really uh, yes, but he's that borderline Gemini, yeah. so he doesn't dampen my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> So now that we mentioned the spouse,
3: Mm -hmm. what does he think about all this?
2: He's very supportive. I'm talking about very typically. And you you know this. Typically, if you see me, you see him. You just don't know you see him.
3: Yeah,
2: he's at basically all functions, all events. If you know less work interferes with it, he's there. You just don't know he's there because he feels like this is your time to shine. This is your I'm just here for the support.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Run, run, I, now, I'm, I'm going to go a little further into mm-hmm. your office or potential just say you win first 90 days or whatever I ask these questions because I had to go to family court once mm-hmm. and I was the plaintiff mm-hmm. that's very important to the story but by the time I left out of there I felt like I was the murderer <laughs> And it was family, you see family, family different criminals, yes. completely different. I feel like I was a murderer. I was mistreated so badly and I was trying to do what was right.
2: I can't speak for everyone on the bench, but what I can say, we need to put the family back in family court. We have become very disconnected to that segment of the population that more often than not finds themselves at a disadvantage. And Statistically speaking, I was once them. I mean, some people know my backstory, but they don't know my backstory. I could have easily been on the other side of the counter at family court. I was a teen mom. Statistically, I should not be sitting here.
1: So you want to talk about
2: that? I mean, we can. All right.
1: I so mean, I mean, this that. this, a, this, 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 this is a
2: this this is a get to know session exactly because mm-hmm.
1: I, I'm mm-hmm. looking for. If you notice in any of my Mm -hmm. interviews, anything I do now, I don't really interview candidates anymore Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's beginning to be cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're part of a system that they just know they're going to win. And so they don't spend time time. with the average person anymore. So I'm looking for that person, this one diamond in the rough or someone who we can get behind and follow. And not to say we don't endorse and all Mm that. I
2: don't
1: don't think that's a big deal anymore. I want to know somebody who is like the average
2: person? person. Literally, I was there. I had my first son. I was 15 in high school. You know, statistically, you weren't supposed to finish school, let alone go on to college, obtain a, a degree, let alone a professional degree.
1: I haven't had a great education.
2: <laughs> See? So statistically... Y'all so making me feel kind of smart. I should have. I could. I could have, but I had support. I had, you know, that family support. You know, my mom and dad, they never let me, you know, slack on it. They allowed me to still, you know, grow and experience life. But I also had to be a mom. I grew up with my first. Like, we have this running joke between them. If I need to bear a body, that's the one. He's not asking any questions. He's coming. But at the same time, I know and I, I feel like you can't sit high and look low. I am you. It's just I made it out. I beat the odds. So when I recognize it, it, it just kind of, you know, pulls on the heartstrings. And that's why I've been in my position as chief court clerk for eight years now. And in that eight years, I went from being a juvenile probation officer to being a chief court clerk, a part of the administra- um, court administration team. You start to view things differently because then I was there to be the enforcer. Now I have daily interface with individuals. And I hear their plight. I hear their pain. I see their anger. I hear, you know, the hurt, you know, the disgust in the system, leaving out of certain courtrooms. And that was really what pushed me out. I mean, I tell anybody, my staff will tell you, I'm like, that's why I stay behind these two closed doors. But in staying behind those two closed doors, I get face to face interaction daily as well as telephone calls or, you know, crying. Uh, You know, my my case hasn't been heard. I hadn't got an order. There hasn't been um, an answer in it to my motions that I've you know, these the decisions we make in family court are life changing, life altering. I'm talking about the decisions we make today affect you not only for years, but they can affect your family for decades.
3: So let's let's look at something. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued by what you said about being a teen mother. Mm -hmm. And yet when we look. Six, eight years down the road. You've graduated from college. Mm -hmm. You're starting a family now. And then we look a few more years down the road. So how long have you first of all, first question, how long have you been involved in family court? I noticed you said you've been there in your current position for eight years. The second thing that I want to know is how did being in your circumstances shape who you are and how you live and how you plan to run your court if once you win
2: I've been employed with Jefferson County Commission Jefferson County family Court for 16 years and I say when I walk through those doors October 14 2007 you're strictly for professional development but what I received was a family and personal development that's a true statement um, During that that time you grow you get to know people because as a probation officer you're actively in the community you're in the schools you learn these um you get to know these administrators these partners and things of this so when i shifted and became the chief court clerk now i'm really getting to interact with the people and i i realized i'm no different it's just my circumstances were different so why should i treat you any differently you know those who truly know me interact you know with me on a daily basis they're like hey Call Akita. She gonna get it right. If not, she's going to tell you how to get it right. I'm there to help you, to assist you, not to hurt you. And that is my biggest thing there. Um, you know, I'm precluded from doing a lot of things because we are in the clerk's office, but they know, hey, I'm going to help you as much as I can. If not, I'm going to get, you know, point you in the right direction, because that's basically what we're here for. We're here to assist. And that's what I feel we have moved away from. With family court, when it comes to this election and this office, I have. I feel like we're getting outsiders that are running for the office. I'm working from the inside out. And when I say I'm working from the inside out, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm there every day. I see everything. I know the internal functions. I know what it takes to run family court and what it is in the midst of it. Not Hey, I'm going to come over here and do a case and leave. And that's why I feel like with a lot of judicial seats, if you're not there on a regular basis in that court, why should you run for that seat? We need somebody who's there in the midst, in the mix, And that's just like one of my biggest pet peeves. You have to be there to understand the demographics that you're working with, because if you're not, when you get on the bench, it's kind of like, well, why you didn't do this? Why You you lack compassion. You lack empathy. And we should always have, you know, empathy is always empathy in families first, because that's what we are here for. This is family court. We're here to rehabilitate and to create families, not tear them apart.
1: One thing I like about that, what you're saying is, 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 is one word keeps popping out to me is relationship. Mm-hmm. Relational. Relationship. It's It's a stressful situation coming into that court. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I went before. It's stressful. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's family. Mm -hmm. So you don't want nothing bad to happen to these families. That's right. But you know stuff got to be done. Mm -hmm. So to have somebody who has no personality, no empathy or sympathy for these people it can make it even worse for them. It can make a bad experience horrible. Right? Correct. I know that in Birmingham, it's a lot of things with children. We, we're, and we're now so focused on truth and why this election year.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: like that because you've been doing it every day and not just election time. Correct. So we get these people when it's election time, oh, I'm working with the kids. Doing what? Well, oh, I'm working with families. Okay. Are you qualified to do this job and you haven't been doing it? Do you take a case here and there? One or two cases of, you know, every now and then doesn't make you qualify to me,
2: but somebody
1: who is constantly working with families and helping them and being a resource to them. Because if you notice, everybody wants to save kids, but nobody's talking to the kids. That is true. Right. That's true. But you're doing this daily. Correct. Now let's go back to your children. What are their goals and dreams? For their life. What
2: do they want to be in the next five years? One is purely focused on school. It's hey, I want to graduate the top of the top of my class. One is more focused on athletics. The other is more focused on, hey, I want to build a computer, something like that. All of them are, you know, on roll students. But their paths are kind of like in our household, it's more of we let you We're not going to force you to do something because this is your career. This is your life. You have to do it. But we're going to put you on the path and give you every opportunity possible to be successful. It's incumbent upon you to decide if I'm going to be successful or not.
1: That brings balance to me. Mm -hmm. Now, first, we have relationship. Mm -hmm. Now it's balance Mm -hmm. because a lot of parents don't know what their kid wants to be. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that may sound crazy. But some parents may work all day now. They don't really get spend that bond time with their children anymore. And that's wearing a different life. You're knowing it. Okay. Off the wall question.
3: Okay. Uh-oh.
1: Beach or Alaska cruise?
2: Uh who? Beach or Alaska Cruise. I always wanted to do Alaskan cruise. So I'm gonna have to go Alaskan
1: cruise.
2: Why? I feel like there's not what you can do in Alaska, but I like the nature and the scenery of it. Don't get me wrong. I love a beach, but I've just always wanted to do Alaskan and Hawaiian cruise. That's like the cheapest way. I hate to say cheap, the most frugal way to see Alaska through a cruise instead of, you know, every Island. So you're but, not
1: scared to take chances?
2: Nah, I mean, chances are choices. Chances are lessons. You learn something if you don't take a chance. There's no growth. You're stagnant. All
1: right. So now, getting ready to go into your campaign. Mm-hmm. You're you're you you have a strong relationship with the people. You are you take chances. And what's the other one I said?
2: Balance.
3: Balance. And I want to talk about oh, the balance. I the t- mm-hmm.
1: I, see. I like okay. But go ahead, Bob. We mm-hmm. do. We do that. Oh, so- first ladies. I'm sorry. Uh, somebody didn't introduce themselves,
3: I don't think, did they? Oh, I'm Paul. I'm the host of Second Chance, the podcast. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to co-host today with my longtime friend and the one that suckered me into doing this in the beginning. Let Malone. <laughs> alone.
1: Right, go ahead. With the that
3: here's, here's, here's what what intrigues me, um, because normally we look at the mother as mm-hmm. the stable stability in the home. You know, when a when, when child has a, a, a knee and they come home, they ain't coming to daddy. They come to mama. So what? how are you balancing work? being? Because let's, let's be real. You've got your career. Correct. You're a mother. Correct. Your wife. Correct. Your daughter. Yes. And for whatever reason, you're a candidate. Those are five difficult things to do individually. How are you making this balance so that nothing goes lacking or is there something going lacking? You no,
2: know, I have a supportive spouse. What I lack in, he picks up That matters, and vice versa. Exactly so, matters. I mean, the household itself is not lacking, although you may be missing one piece of it. We're a unit and we operate as a unit. So, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. That's how I find that balance.
1: When someone you're on the bench and someone is before you, what are they? Uh, it's not a defendant or nothing. What do what they call in your court in family court?
2: Well, it depends. You have plaintiffs and defendants on the adult side. As far as with the juvenile side, they really are defendants. But
1: yeah. let's do the let's okay. do let's do um uh, let's do children first. Okay, you have a child that has been in trouble for most of their life what do you think
2: of them from the outside When they're in front of you or when they're in front of me typically you have to dig down into their, their history one thing i learned as a probation officer reality perception is not always reality and when i say that sometimes kids act out because they're lacking or they need somebody to talk to or is something going on in the home i never forget I had a kid who shoplifting. I looked at what he was shoplifting. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have to get some consequences for this. But you were shoplifting, you know, personal hygiene products, school uniforms for your younger siblings, which that pulls me to have a conversation with mom. Hey, what's going on? What kind of services can we? Because when I said we're, we're a truly family court, we have a whole resource center. We have. Services available, you know, that can really wrap around the family and kind of set you up and get you on the path or, you know, at least point you in that direction. So it's not, yeah, you know, you're a habitual offender. What's really going on in your life? Some now, don't get me wrong. Some kids are just bad, but some are, you know, acting out and you have to figure out why are you acting out and let's address the root cause. Otherwise, if we're just addressing, you know, the little petals, you're not going to fix anything.
1: A lot of people don't understand or may not get why I'm asking certain things Mm -hmm. like that is, first of all, this show would be very unorthodox. It's very spontaneous. It's all that, but a lot of this, I'm also drawing a bigger picture because in our community, the black community, I'm going to stay there with it instead of going all over. A lot of times we feel that we're not heard. We feel that we're being picked on. Now, we sometimes lack accountability. Sometimes we take accountability. And I ask specifically for children because people don't realize in certain cities, let's say Birmingham, Bessemer, mm-hmm. you have some children, when they go to school, that's the only time they eat. That's true. That's time when they don't, they don't have clean clothes. Mm-hmm. We had an uh, issue going on in the city about teachers needing to retire or leave. Mm-hmm. I said, but you don't tell A lot of time you eat. These teachers are parents themselves Mm -hmm. and their parents at school for the most part, right? That's correct. So I want people to realize that, to her, I said, smile, money, Mr. Darrell Williams. (laughs) (laughs) But we got to have judges who can be sympathetic, empathetic, but also do their job at the same time. Like you said, you're going to dig down. Mm -hmm. So you're not just going to allow somebody to come in and just get over
2: on you. No, you have to you have to be fair. But you also have to do your due diligence. And, you know, with that, you can't take everything as if it's black and white, because, you know, we like to say the law is black and white. But in reality, it's a whole lot of gray. And I'm talking about various shades of it. So literally you have to be able most of the kids that enter the system, they have been in the system for years. And in my speech, I said we need someone that has the ability to research a physical or digital file. And that is true, because sometimes you got to go back to the, the hard file. Let me see what you first came in here is you may not have come in here as a juvenile delinquent; you came in with dependency issues. But because through the years, things have you know, progress. Now you're having delinquency issues. You have to really get down to the root of what is going on in this, this family. And sometimes it's not necessarily the child. Sometimes it's the, it's the parents. So literally it does take a village, but the village is lacking. Now we have to get the village back into helping raise the kids and not look at it as, Oh, well, you know, you should have did this or you should have did that. Because sometimes, you know, that familiar unit may not have the capabilities of doing it and they need that support. So we really need to put the family back in family court.
3: Okay, so let me ask you a question. I have had the awesome opportunity and privilege to go into the uh, juvenile detention center and talk to young men and young ladies. And invariably, they say almost the same thing. Nobody cares. How do or how can or how will. You change that narrative because they think it's us against them.
2: Transparency.
3: Us being the children, them being the adults and these children. First of all, they're children for a reason. They're still children. So how can we how can you. Once you take the bench and I'm, I'm going to say if once you take the bench, what are you going to do differently so that children no longer feel like it's us against them? And they feel like somebody really cares. even though I have to
2: detain you for a minute. Church need to be heard. That's mm. one of our biggest things. They feel as if they're not heard. You need to learn. First, you got to listen for understanding because you can say a whole lot without saying.
3: OK, and I, I, I love what you're saying. Uh, but people of my era, we grew up with the mantra that children, children are, are supposed, supposed to be, be seen and, and not heard. heard. And invariably, because mama. And child are so closely. I love what you said. You're 15 years older than your son. Correct. So you grew up together. You, you, Mm -hmm. when, when, when you experienced dating issues, and your son was old enough to understand that. So how do we change that narrative from the 60s? Or they
1: can hang out.
3: Or they can hang out. So, so see, you, you know, now we have situations where mama is 35 and the son is
2: 20, 20. 21, and so mom Mm -hmm. and son they at the same club. But see. As a parent, you have to understand that you are still that parent. So you have to draw that line. You know, don't get me wrong, I love my big guy. I tell him that all the time, but we're not going to the same clubs. We're not clubbing. We can hang we can hang out together and things of that nature, but you're still my child. So it there's no clear line now. It's that what used to be clear, you know, it's kind of muddy. Mm-hmm. It's 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 dirty. You know, we have parents now to certain levels that prefer to have a child happy and be their friend than to be the disciplinary. And we have gotten away from handling discipline at home. So, well, I'm going to let the courts take care of it. And this week. Everybody has to have accept their responsibility in the issues that we're currently facing, as well as have some accountability, you know, with these, because. It's not one person's problem, it's everybody's problem, because it's going on not only in our communities, it's also happening across you know the mound, over the mound, however we want to call it. It's happening everywhere. The only difference is is that
3: ours gets publicized more. There you go. All
1: right, I know we've been here for some time, so let's transition now more into the adult side of things, right. What makes you qualified to deal with adult issues, to deal with adult family issues to to give just and fair results to adults? Are you qualified, or have you experienced enough cases? are you Are you qualified? What makes you qualified?:
2: I think what actually makes me qualified is because I listen for understanding. I've worked both sides of the bench and I'm there. I have the experience, not only as a chief court clerk, but also as a practicing attorney.
3: I've whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute.
2: So you have a law practice as well? Yes, I practice part time. When I passed the bar a decade or so ago, I was currently employed at family court. I chose to stay because I felt my impact was needed more with the kids. And that was I shortly thereafter, transition to the clerk's office. But I chose to say because family court kind of became my passion at that time. You know, granted, I can make if it was about the money, I can make more money in private practice. Hands down. But it's the population that we serve and I get so much pleasure out of you know a kid that i used to have on probation that comes back and say hey miss lakita i'm working i got a family i got this i didn't go to jail i made it i get pleasure out of helping those families say, hey she my, my child's mother won't let me get you know visitation uh you know assisting you and walking you through this is what you need to do i never thought of myself as you know a servant leader until you're actually kind of pushed into the role is it's the service for me it's not the status I'm perfectly fine behind the scenes I'm not looking you know some people want to be a judge because of the status I want to be a judge because of the service I'm more concerned about the work that needs to be done from the bench not the people that I'm running against or my opposition
1: so when is your election
2: our election is March 5th this year. So that's less than what it is, about eight weeks.
1: Do you have any, you had to file as a Democrat or Republican. Do you have, are you a Democrat or Republican?
2: I am declared as a Democrat.
1: Uh, do you have a Republican opponent?
2: There are no dem- Republican opponents. So
1: so when March 5th comes?
2: March 5th is, uh, this is a opposed seats. Um, There are actually three of us in the race. So March 5th is very important. Um, That is the primary. Hopefully, you know, the numbers are in my favor and we can get out the primary without having to have a runoff. But if there's a runoff, I think the runoff will be sometime around April the 16th. I'm not sure if that's the correct date, but it's probably April the 16th for the runoff. But it's very important that, you know, everyone goes, to the polls in bulk because everybody knows someone who's affected by issues at family court. Everybody knows someone who has been to family court and you don't think of family court as being important. I think family court is the most important court in the county because it is the court of our future. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, criminal court is fine, probate court, you know, they like to call it the deaf court, which I don't necessarily agree with. However, family court sets up our future, literally.
1: Say that woman, they're the court of the future?
2: They're the court of the future.
1: I like that. Mm -hmm. So as I get ready to close out, I want you to give you time to think about, I want you to, I want you to, you're going to end it. And um, I want you to tell the people why they spoke for you. I'm just going to tell the people this. Hey, thank y'all for joining us um, Mm -hmm. on Not Not Necessarily Political Network. It's the new Lonnie Malone show. And if you've seen my post, it's the most boring podcast ever yeah, created. It. I say it so you don't have to. But I enjoy uh, speaking with you. And hopefully we'll get to speak to you again um, right before the elections. Because I want to see, mm-hmm. I love to see how a candidate yes. grows during an election. Because like the Obama say, you know, you have to build a story. And you build that story by speaking to different people and going out. And ladies and gentlemen, you you can't ask for
2: money right i cannot hey
1: but um check her page out and if you would like to donate volunteer or make calls or whatever it is for her please check her page out at
2: www.electhallwright.com. That's h-a-l-l w r- i-g-h-t.com.
1: And is there a Facebook?
2: That uh Facebook is Lakita Hall Wright for Jefferson County Family Court Place Three. Instagram is elect hallright.
1: I just I'm amazed that as a candidate you can't ask for money, so I have to make sure as a judge <laughs> I've learned a lot with these yes. interviews. A the judge cannot ask for money. They That's cannot. the difficult part because they all need money. I don't care what you think if they're rich or not because they're lawyers and all that. Correct. They still got a life to live and take care of. So, um, sure. Paul Littlejohn, is there anything you want to say before she give us a? I, have a, I actually
3: have one more question because as we as we've, as we've had
1: preacher, out as
3: we've had this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> as we've had this conversation, and and I, I like the aspect of the new Line and Malone show because it's not so much about us as hosts, yes, but it's about the people we interview. As we've had this conversation, it keeps coming to my mind:
2: why you, why me, why you. I guess
1: that's a purpose segment to let us know
2: why why you because I I am them I am everybody that has walked through the door of family court except I beat the odds when you walk through family court as you stated you don't know if you're going where you're coming or going family court should be fair it should ensure due diligence you should have an understanding that when you walk in you're not going to walk out feeling defeated are beat up because nine times out of ten, those that come to family court, they have no idea how to proceed. You need someone that is going to be fair, respectful, and impartial, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your demographics or you know your your position in society. And because I'm there every day and because I could have easily been that individual. That's why I feel like I'm the best candidate at this point because I live it. When I tell you I'm working from the inside out, that's what I'm doing, I'm working from the inside out. I'm not visiting Family Court. I live at Family Court. I do more than just work there. I am Family Court.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Paul um, Bear Williams said, Paul Littlejohn is my classmate, Parker High. I cannot go a day without somebody saying Parker High.
3: Just yeah. happens to be the greatest high school yeah.
1: in Parker, the city. Parker, you. She has on purple pants for Parker. I, I dug it. <laughs>
3: and, and and gold and purple for the
1: L.A. Lakers. No, oh, yes. it's for Omega Psi fraternity.
3: No, it's for the Lakers.
1: <laughs> but no, yes. I really appreciate um, this interview. Um, I look forward to many yes. more, uh, especially if you win the seat. I have yes. to say if because we... People listen to what we say and they say, well, you endorse it, but you on the show. I'm like, no. no. I had a candidate say, well, I didn't know I can come on because we thought you like the other candidate. I said, no, that candidate reached out to us, came onto the show. That's it.
2: And That's I, it. I implore everyone, research your candidates. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to plug myself. A vote for Lakita Hall right is a vote for your rights. A vote for Lakita Hall right is a vote for your family. A vote for Lakita Hall right is a vote for our future. So March the 5th. I asked you all to let's right some wrongs and make Lakita Hall right your candidate of choice.
1: Hey, I didn't, Josh, I'm not going to tell her anything you said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all right. um, joining us. Not necessarily political. The Lenny Malone Show. Um, the guest host today will be was Paul Little John. Um, Second
3: Chance to Podcast. Look us up. Second Watch chance. us when we come on.
1: But we're looking forward yes, to it at three p.m. next Sunday. Check us out. We'll be back.
0: follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Broadcast section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time. This is a presentation of OBS News, which is responsible for the guests and comments. This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.